from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Hubert Davis gave a, a summer press conference. Head coach, North Carolina basketball. 35 minutes. You know he's going to, I mean, you stumble into something interest, interesting in 35 minutes of conversation. Yeah, you do. And uh, and he, he didn't have to stumble into it. He came with some ideas. He came with some thoughts. And, uh, and we're going to break some of them down. One of them is, and this this might not be on the surface the most buzzworthy thing, but I, I thought it was fascinating. And it's almost because why hasn't this happened already? Hubert Davis is considering adding a GM to the, the Carolina basketball program. First of all, great move. Second of all, should have been done already. Third of all, any program that can afford it should find a way to do it. The head coach at the biggest college programs are not even coaches in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that there's like, uh, you know, a, a shadow puppet or, or a, like a, a ghostwriter. But what I'm saying is they're CEOs, right? Like Carolina basketball is more than just a basketball team. It's a brand. It's a business, right? There's merchandise. Now there's name, image, and likeness deals. There's all of these things outside of can you win on the basketball court? And the head coach is the the head of it. Right, a lot of times we like to joke and say quarterbacks are the CEOs of the franchise, coaches are the CEOs of the franchise, and and they really, they really are now, right? In college sports, the head coach is so much more than drawing up plays. They have to fundraise. We're seeing more and more of that. Right, they got to be on the phone. They have to be sending thank you notes. They have to be interacting with the richest people in the state. They have to be spokespeople. Meaning they have to be comfortable in front of the media. They have to be giving 35-minute press conferences in the middle of the summer. They have to do all of those sorts of things. They have to be schedulers. They have to be managers. And if all that gets finished, they can coach a little. Right? If, if you get to get, if you get all of those responsibilities done, sure, you can watch some tape on another ACC football or basketball or baseball or whatever program you're coaching. And that doesn't make sense. Because that's not why you were hired, right? Look at Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis was an assistant at Carolina from 2012 to 2021 before being named the head coach. I'm sure a decent amount of the reason they hired him is because he was a really good coach, right? Because he proved himself to to Roy Williams and everyone else in that program with how he scouted and how he broke down tape and the ideas he came up to contribute to the game plan and his work with individual players on getting better. So, all right, those skills get you the job. Now that you have the job, we're going to need you to be a fundraiser. If you can hire a general manager, and that's kind of what they're being called, uh, other schools have them, other schools here in the Triangle have them, Duke has one, a bunch of other ACC schools have them. If you can hire a general manager to take a bunch of the non-basketball stuff off your plate, you do it. You do it. So the fact that they're thinking of it, I mean, it's a good thing to think of. But it's also a good thing to actually do. A lot of your competitors have them. It, and so think about it like this: uh, right, Carolina, Duke. I think they they would probably you know say they don't circle that game. <laughs> that's a lie. Uh, they do say that that's the biggest rivalry in college basketball, right? John Shire has more time to focus on basketball because he has a GM to worry about name, image, and likeness, to worry about events in the offseason, to take that off of their plate. Hubert Davis, without a GM, he's, he's taking more of that responsibility. 
He's taking more of that responsibility. I want Hubert Davis, who played for Dean Smith, who had a 12-year NBA career, right? who uh, learned under Roy Williams on the coaching staff for 10 years. I want him to be running drills. I want him to be drawing up game plans. I don't want him worried about how are you going to keep your backup shooting guard. I'm just making up a scenario here. How they're going to keep their backup shooting guard happy with his name, image, and likeness compensation. Put that on someone else's to-do list. How he's going to organize a off-season event, a meet and greet in some city that, that they want to turn into a recruiting hotbed. That's not what I think the head coach should be worried about. It reminds me of, of another pet peeve of mine. Another pet peeve of mine is when there's some hotshot coordinator on the football side of things, right? Football season's right around the, the corner, so it's kind of top of mind. Like, if there's a hotshot coordinator that everyone wants to be their, their head coach, right? Think like, you know, somebody that once shook hands with Sean McVay and is running a top 10 offense in the NFL, so everybody is really excited by them. The thing that I want to, to to do when they become a head coach is I want them to do the thing that made them attractive as a head coach, right? So if you're a play caller as a coordinator, and that's why your offense is awesome, when I hire you to be a head coach, I don't want you to then hire an offensive coordinator and have them call plays. I'm going like, no, the reason I want you is because of what you do on offense. So if I hire uh, Hubert Davis or any head coach, right? And, and Hubert Davis obviously was pretty darn awesome in his first year, uh, making it all the way to the Final Four in the championship game. But if I hire you, I want you to do the thing I I was impressed with you before I hired you. I don't want you doing all of the extra CEO stuff that, that a head coach has to do. So hire someone to do that. Hire someone to do all of the, the extra. Let's hear from Hubert Davis himself on exploring the possibility of a GM. It is. It's something that I'm talking about and something that I'm considering um, in regards to the changing things in college basketball, because there's a number of responsibilities that I have. Now you add on the transfer portal and the involvement of agents, um, NIL, that's a lot. And, you know, why I'm talking about it and thinking about it is making sure um, because the most important thing is me being a basketball coach, but that is other parts of my job. And so it's something that I'm considering. It's something that I'm talking about. That is exactly the point I'm making, right? The number one thing is to be a basketball coach. Anything that takes your head coach's attention away from being a basketball coach, I'm talking sneakers on the hardwood basketball coach. I want to take away from his, his purview. Find someone they trust to take that off their plate. I speak from personal experience having coached collegiately. When I went from assistant coach to head coach, completely different. There's so much of your of attention and focus that goes away from what's actually, for me, lacrosse was on the field. Because I had to go into booster club meetings and, and meet in, in the admissions offices and things along those lines. I didn't have to do that as an assistant coach. I had a role and a focus as an assistant. Things completely change when you go from assistant coach to head coach. And and that is like, it just doesn't make sense. Like the logic of that is like, because you were a really good assistant coach, they, they entrusted you with being the head coach. And then they take all of the things that you were good at as an assistant coach and go, we have bigger priorities that you have to tackle now. And it's like, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. No. I mean, in, in, in any industry, that doesn't make a boatload of sense, right? I much prefer being an assistant, by the way. 
Is that because when when people complain, you can go, I don't know, go talk to them? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, again, you, you, again, you had a focus, you had a role. Yep. And there's oftentimes when I was a head coach because I had all these other things I needed to do. That one, it was like we have 30 minutes for practice. I didn't even play in practice yet because I've spent seven hours of the day already doing all these other things. Yeah, and I want my head coach like agonizing over practice. I want them drawing up a practice and then going, no, there's not enough time on defense. There's not enough time working on on two two man game. Let's go back and redo it. If you have a bunch of other stuff on your on your uh, plate, as soon as you get some semblance of a practice done, you're like, all right, we're running with that. Let's no, let's go call up all those boosters. We got it. We got to get enough money for the new locker rooms or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. GMs, if someone else has them and you don't, you're at a disadvantage. So get one, especially if you're North Carolina. But I'm sure it's in the budget. You got the cash. Sell a couple more, a couple more pieces of merch. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Sam Howell gets to be the starting quarterback, assuming he he makes it to week one healthy and, and as planned. He gets to be the first starting quarterback in the Josh Harris era of the Washington uh, franchise. I don't know if we can call it commanders anymore. I mean, you can. Well, there's still that. The commanders' own new ownership, they are not they are not like planting their flag that they're going to keep it the commanders. We'll put it that way. New ownership better tread carefully when it comes to renaming the commanders. But either way, Sam Howell will likely be the first starter in the new era. That's a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal. Yeah. The new ownership group in regards to the name. To me, here's here's the the next step. Right. Obviously, yesterday once it was approved, it was all. I mean, the the first step was party. Right. The first step was celebrate. The next step is the new ownership group better be ready to answer three questions. And I said this. Uh, you can go find it on the internet somewhere. Months and months and months and months. Three questions. There's no excuse for the team, the the new ownership group, not to have answers to these three questions or groups of questions. The first is, what's going on with the new stadium? Where and who's paying for it, essentially? Mm-hmm. The, the next is, is Ron Rivera's job safe? Because anytime a new ownership takes over, right, you, you start looking for, do you want to bring in your guy? Do you want to bring in your people? Okay. The third is, are you going to change the name? And that's the one the fans are going to lock on to. Here's my advice. I'll give you two options. Keep the commanders or go back to Washington football team. Everything else should not be on your purview, should not be in your 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 list of possibilities. And, and not because I don't think there's other better names. I don't think the commanders is a particularly good name. 
Right? I think the thing that they missed uh, very obviously is if it's a longer name, if it's three syllables like Buccaneers, like Patriots, uh, like like uh, Trailblazers, right? If it's a longer name of three plus syllables, fans are going to want to shorten it. Blazers, Pats, Bucks, those types of things happen. And Commanders can't be effectively shortened because it's either like the the comms. The commies, the commandos, the the manders, like none of that is the any durs. Good. The durs, durs is the best option. You probably didn't think about it fully. Let's go durs. Let's go durs. I, I'm partial partial to dirt, 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 durs, durs. That that's how I would go with it. But it's still not great. No. So I don't love the commanders as a name. But the thing is, everybody has their own opinion on what the name should be. That's where you run into the the. The, the thorny part of this, the difficult part of a new decision. There's the, If I'm a new owner, every decision I, I make, I want to have 100% approval rating. Mm-hmm. We're building a new stadium. We'll have 100% approval rating, right? Uh, um, we're rebuilding the Sean Taylor statue to be something <laughs> that is more uh, fitting of a legend who was gone too soon. 100% approval rating. Not just a mannequin. Not, not a mannequin with mismatched gear. Like... There are certain things that he can do that will undoubtedly be 100% approved by fans. And Hey, we're going to bring back all of the legends and welcome them back into the, the, the franchise. 100% approval rating, right? Nobody's going to be like, I really wish we see less of Joe Gibbs and, and Daryl Green around the facility. Like, welcome those guys in. 100% approval rating. If you say we're going to rename the team, I think you'll have 100% approval rating. Everybody will go, yes, Commanders was not a good name. The problem is when you pick the name, it's not going to be anywhere near 100% approval rating because everybody has their own choice for the name. This group wants Red Wolves. That group wants Red Hogs. This group wants the Warriors. That group wants the old name, which is never going to happen. That group wants uh, the football team back. That group wants the the monuments. Like whatever the, 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 the millions of options are, they all want it, right? So when they when you say new name, they're all going to go yes in unison. Then you're going to pick a name, and everybody that that likes one that you didn't pick is going to go boo, no, absolutely not. It's like okay, so twenty percent are going to love you, eighty percent are going to disagree with you. I don't like those odds. I don't like that those percentages. I would focus on decisions that will make everyone happy, not decisions that will make everybody momentarily happy and then eighty some odd percent unhappy. Which is why I would do two things. Either you're sticking with the commanders and you're riding it out and you're hoping, right, like winning and and running a more functional franchise will somehow endear people to that name. Because let's be real, some of the old, like the Packers, it's not a great name if they didn't have, like, history of being one of the best franchises in football. Yeah. Or, what is it, named after, like, meat packing? It, che- cheese packing? Meat yeah, there you go. It's meat. Meat pack. Like, that's not a great name, but it's got history. So I guess... If the commanders are not a great name, you just have to wait till you have successful history, and it might maybe we'll t- we'll come around on it. Or the other option is, you go back to Washington Football Team because the band aid's already been ripped off on that. People have already kind of gotten used to it. And they had two years of it essentially. I liked it. So did I. The, the only thing I would change is uh, I would have gone Washington Football Club rather than Washington Football Team because because WFT if you obviously if you flip the T and the F it yeah. becomes something that's less fun and you're you're. Uh, opponents will will use that in making fun of you. But WFC, I think, would have been really good. WFT, Washington football team, I'm fine with that. 
just because it's it, you've already gotten past the hard part. The hard part is ripping the Band-Aid off and having everybody react and then get, get back to, okay, that's fine. Plenty of Commanders fans flip the T and the F. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I'm, I'm operating in. under the Josh Harris will one day get this to a more functional franchise and maybe the fans won't be the – you know, the metaphorical like paper bag over the, the, the head fans. Yeah. They'll actually be proud of what's being put on the field, which again, for some commanders fans probably feels like a foreign language at the moment, but you know, the optimist in me, the glass half full person in me says a new ownership group can, can fix it. Cause don't forget what that franchise was prior to Dan Snyder taking over, right? You go back to the early nineties, the late eighties, it was a very, very successful franchise. They, they, they were one of the premier franchises in the country. Mm-hmm. So if you can get back to anywhere near that, then you'd be worried about your opponents flipping the F and the T, not your own fans flipping the F and the T. But I think they could go back to Washington football team. That's probably what I would do if I were Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't go Red Hogs, Red Wolves, even though some of you really like it. And I know some of you do. But the problem is, some of you really like the other one, and some of you really like the other one, and that means those people will be uh, upset. I, I told Dennis this. It's like uh, Larry David talking about the Seinfeld finale. He's like a normal episode. Nobody comes in with any expectations, so you just write a funny Seinfeld episode. Everybody likes it. The finale, everyone's written in their head because they're like, I want to see the soup guy back, and I want to see uh, Putty back, and I want to see or, – or I want to see this tied up this way, this story. I want to see Jerry and Elaine get together. And and when everybody has those expectations, you write your finale and everyone's disappointed because you can't write exactly what they were hoping for. That's what it's like with the name. Everybody has their own iteration of what they want, so n- everybody won't be happy because you can't do exactly what they have in their brain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, honeymoon last this weekend, right? Josh Harris bought everybody a, a beer at a couple of different events. Yeah. That- huh? It's a good move. That'll win fans. That's 100% you. approval rating. Oh, yeah, 100% absolutely. Approval like, yeah, rating. I like this guy. He bought me beer. I like him. I saw shirts going out that said Josh Harris bought me a beer. Like, that stuff's good. It'll last a couple weeks, but then you're going to start answering the tough questions, and one of them is about the name. Hey, keep buying fans beer, then. I don't know. <laughs> In that case, it's like, you Change know what? Change the name, buy beer. Yeah. Uh, announce the stadium, buy beer, and everyone's going to go, I don't care what he does, as long as it comes with the beer. Yeah, as long as it comes with the beer, that's for sure. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.